With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub. And start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. And welcome to episode three of the Ladies in Red podcast for the Day Trippers. We had a bit of a forced hiatus. Um, we had a pod that we did with Chris Shankly a couple of weeks ago, but it's uh, technical difficulties, I'm afraid, and we're still waiting for that one to come out. It should be out within the next few days. But it's uh, an auspicious occasion this week because we've had two clean sheets. So that's not something that we were used to at Liverpool. So that's brilliant. We're just going to gloss over the United game. Um, bask in the glory of Maribor probably and time permitting we'll probably look ahead to Spurs as well and some questions and maybe a little bit of fun stuff at the end we'll see um, today I've got with me as usual Kerry and Rupa how are you girls hi good. I'm good how are you good good thanks you both at the United Games yes yeah we were excellent stuff but you couldn't contain your excitement <laughs> <laughs> it was more nerves yes before you go, yeah, oh god, yeah, but and during and after, <laughs> during I was yeah, more during. confident. During, I mean, that, that atmosphere was was mostly you know fantastic, but um, but yeah, after uh, after not so much. I felt a little bit sour afterwards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I heard the United fans were celebrating um, as though they'd won a cup at the end there, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll start there actually because. Um, on the weekend, we played United, as everybody knows, at 12.30 kickoff. Um, it was nil-nil, a bit boring, I've got to say. I mean, I had uh, some people around for dinner that evening, and I was Googling how to fold napkins in the middle of the game, so that's how <laughs> interesting that was. I did, I, I did uh, manage to do an awesome job of it, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was just typical United, wasn't it? Mourinho, or not United, maybe Mourinho. Um, no intent to win, really. Um, defended well, as we know that they they do. We couldn't really make that all important breakthrough. Should have won. You know, we've always we were the better team. So um, it's always away with United, isn't it? I mean, we had similar kind of situation with them last year as well. And as I just mentioned, their fans were, I think, still there when Sky Sports were. You know, everyone had gone home and Sky Sports were saying bye bye, and the fans were all still there, like they'd won some huge, massive game. But you know. That, they obviously wanted the point a bit more than we did. We probably felt gutted at the end of that. We should have really have won it. Um, a clean sheet, that was always a good thing, despite, you know, the doom mongers saying that there was no attack from United. But, you know, there doesn't necessarily have to be much attack against us. We don't really um, do well defensively most of the time. So a clean sheet, I think, is all 
brilliant with us, however we get it. So, um, Kerry, you were there. How was it? What are your thoughts on the game? Did you find, are there any highlights you can pick out? I mean, you know, it's, it's a tough task, but I'm going to ask to see if you can, <laughs> you can um, make it any more interesting for us. Yeah, so you're so you're talking about the the, um, the noise from the United fans and the match. So I had to like cause, you know I, of course I was there. I had to run away um, to catch my lift uh, leaving the, leaving Anfield. So I had to run away real fast. But I heard some noise and I was thinking I was like, what is that? Why are they so excited over there? I'm like I understand that it probably I, I mean. If I was a United fan, I would be happy as well coming away with with that result, considering the fact that they just, you know, they just did really didn't seem to show up. Um, you know, we had most of the possession and we had so many shots on target and they didn't go in. And as a United fan, I would be thinking, yeah, I'm really lucky. But to be just excited like that and acting as if they won is just ridiculous. But I did hear that noise when I was leaving. Um, I don't know, Rupa, did you hear that as well? Um, well, I got out of there. <laughs> um, I left after the game. I could. That was the first time I think I actually heard the United fans. Like I looked over. Obviously, they were making noise before the game. During, I heard nothing. I could literally just hear Liverpool fans. I know I was obviously surrounded by Liverpool fans, but I could not hear them at all. They didn't. I didn't see them move. Nothing. No clapping. Awful. Awful fans. No, I thought I. Saw them during your "You'll Never Walk Alone" clapping and trying to make, make some noise and trying to be a the time. I did not hear them. I was in the coffin through where you're always at, Rupa. Yeah. That was my first time ever. So I'll start. I'll start there, Umar, and then I'll start talking about the game. But I have to mention that because I've never sat that high up in the cop, and it was the worst day to do that. Don't get me wrong; the atmosphere is amazing. Everyone stands up there. And you'll get the best banter, the best atmosphere in that section of the cop. But because there was a heat wave, oh my goodness, it was so hot. Everybody up there was sweating and smelly. It was gross. Try doing that in May. It is no, awful. Absolutely. Like, literally, I wore a crop top to the game the other day and I was still <laughs> sweating. Like, Come on, it wasn't that hot, was it? It was. You're, no. like, I was wearing makeup and it melted off. My <laughs> yeah, face was are, melting. Yeah, I'm a Floridian, so I like, like, you know, it's 90 degrees back home, which is 30, 35 degrees here, something around that, you know. To you guys, it's like, oh, it's so hot, it's holiday weather. That's what I'm used to every day. Yeah. And standing in that cop, that's how bad it was. It, like, it was shocking. I, I'm usually wearing a jacket, you know. A jacket and a scarf and sometimes I even wear gloves and I'm probably the only one in the stadium wearing gloves but I'm a Floridian so got me some slack there was no like I literally had my jacket off the entire time I was sweating like like you said Rufo like I was I was shocked I was like it's the best place to be like considering the atmosphere and everything because I've sat like lower level on the cop sometimes I've been disappointed with the atmosphere and sometimes I, I'm like come on, I'm a foreigner and I'm, I'm like louder than everybody else around me. What the hell is going on? You know, it's like, like that was just absolutely insane up there. I loved it. And the best part about it too, was I was surrounded by people who, you know, as I'm mentioning foreigners, like a guy behind me was from Atlanta, as loud as how he was just, he was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was a sweaty mess and it smelled bad. So <laughs> I got to hand it to you for doing that every week. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like the tube, the tube in the summer in London. It that's, literally, that's it's nice worse than that. It's probably worse. <laughs> um, it's literally like a sauna up there. But if Peter, if Peter Moore's listening, get some air conditioning up there, please. I beg yeah. you, <laughs> fans, anything, just something. This is, this is England. You're not getting any air. Conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I need something. I'm not going to survive much longer. Has someone yeah. got fireworks going on? You know, someone's decided to some, do some firecrackers and something, or someone's getting shot around where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's I've the first one. I've got my windows and you can still hear it. To be fair, <laughs> it is Diwali way. today. Oh, it's so, Diwali. Isn't yeah. It? Ah, that's what, so, so this is actually going to stay in the background now. Um, otherwise, I'll have to mute and you won't hear me. <laughs> no, You're it's just going to have to enjoy the fireworks. Well, maybe. embrace it. <laughs> it's for us. It's for the ladies in red. People are so happy. That we're doing another episode. <laughs> exactly. People are actually, you know, the fireworks are 
Yeah, that was it. Why did I say it was Diwali? <laughs> um, anyway, oh, yeah. we've gone off track. I'm sorry, <laughs> but United. Yeah, United. Yeah. Just so Mourinho, sweaty, smelly. Um, we were up to sweaty and smelly. Sweaty, smelly. Parking the bus, playing for a yeah. point. Typical United. I don't want that away. I want us to go for it. Like just break them apart. Well, Liverpool well, tried, I think, to be fair. It was more, more them lots kind of stifling the whole flow of the game, which is what they usually do, and, and not letting us... I mean, I think we tried. They defended well. They were getting a foot yeah. in and every ball that we tried yeah. to put through. A uh, couple of really close chances, the Matic one being the obvious the obvious one, that De Gea, that little shit. <laughs> oh, that fax machine, honestly. Oh. That fucking fax machine. I'm the same <laughs> way as you because I'm like, I'm like seriously, we would have we would have won games if it wasn't for him against yeah. them and I'm like I get so yeah. frustrated because I'm like how the hell did he did he just save that one? Oh yeah he's like one of the best well, keepers in the world and I hate all, admitting that yeah I mean I thought oh, well hang on he's not a striker maybe a striker would have scored that goal and he did more than enough to put that away it was just him and his little yeah. shitty foot got in the way and uh, yeah that was annoying and they're just, just so jammy. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Champions League goal that they scored last night. Absolutely, utterly ridiculous how That's jammy they are. Did I missed it. it. I missed it, but I don't want to hear about it. No, I didn't see it. Okay, well, it was, it. A, it was a free kick and the goalkeeper got hold of it, but just went over the line slightly with oh, the ball in his hand. Typical. So just, they, they just tend to like... I mean, all right, De Gea is a brilliant goalkeeper. Let's not take it away from him, but just like get on my nerves, they do. Really. <laughs> What about but, the um, penalty shout in that game, in the United game? On, uh, remind me. Coutinho, I think. Uh, even Klopp said, like, oh, I felt um, like we had a huge chance in the first half and a penalty. Oh, We yeah, were just unlucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you make and of I that? One of those things, isn't it, where it's just I, nothing's going for us. That should have been a penalty, yeah. It, it's hard. It was hard for me. I know we talked about this before. It's hard for me sometimes when I'm at, at Anfield to actually determine it and see because there's no you know playback. But yeah. when I saw the match of the day later on, I agree that that definitely should have been a penalty, which makes it even more frustrating. Yeah. I mean, regardless, we still should have put some of those chances in. I mean, there's no excuse. And then, I mean, I've heard you know people trying to give the excuse of not having money. And I'm like, that's not an, you know that's not an excuse. We can't use that as an excuse. We have to play without you know someone who's out and. It's just frustrating to see that many chances over and over and over. It's the same thing. But like you said, though, Umar, like that, that was just too frustrating just that De Gea got his foot on that one ball. Because I felt like that, you know, we finally break them down next time. I'm like, we finally break them down. And then De Gea has a freaking foot that's like a miracle worker. So... Yeah, just the same story. Same as same as last season. Like you know, you get so excited for the biggest match of the season. I have a ticket. I had a ticket this season. Had a ticket last season. So excited for the biggest match, right? And then you show up, and it's just two buses were parked this time. So <sighs> yeah, it's just annoying, annoying. But um, I mean, I guess we didn't lose. That was a good thing. Um, I. I mean, that's the only positive I can take away from that game. Not that they did anything much. Minile made a quite a good save down at the other end from Lukaku. You know, people would probably say it was straight at him or some rubbish like that. But, you yeah. know, what? if it didn't go in, he did He did stop it. And that's fair enough. Um, yeah, and Lovren had Lukaku in his pocket. That's a good one. Like that. <laughs> yeah, was, that's good. Yeah, I was going to say, Lovren had a good game. And exactly. Yeah, and Lukaku was by the cop. I Loved it. it yeah, was fantastic. But Lovren, what did they say? What did they say? Oh, blue and white shite. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying that one. Um, yeah, no, Lovren, Lovren played well, and like, wh- where's his praise? I've seen very little. Whereas, like, as soon as he does one thing wrong, everyone will be straight at him, like calling for his head. I, I really hate that. Like. Yeah. Our fans are so quick to criticise, but they will not praise. Depends who it is. I think that there's just, there's just, you know, you know what it's like. There's yeah. this agenda. So yeah. there's certain players, there's certain players who can do no wrong and vice versa. So he's one of them. I mean, he's, he hasn't done himself any favours over the years he's been at Liverpool. But, you know, I don't like, I'm not talking about an overall. I just like to say if he's had a good game, then we should be able to turn around and say he's had a good game. Well, yeah, he definitely. takes the brunt of it a lot. Gomez was really good beside him as well. I mean, 
like I said, all right, maybe they didn't offer much. And that's what you're going to get. People are going to turn around and say, oh, well, there was, you know, they didn't attack. But, you know, it's not like they just sat there for the whole 90 minutes and did absolutely nothing. You know, Liverpool, you know, did stop them to a certain extent as well. So I think, you know, you're right. We should put the praise there as well. But, you know, some people just can't can't do things like that, can they? Mm. Find it really hard. But um, anything else you want to add about the United game or should we just forget it now fuck it off and move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. move on like move on to, like Lovren said he should move on yeah. so yeah I think we should too so yeah brilliant so we played um everybody knows we played Maribor on Tuesday night in the Champions League um it was a bit it was a must win really wasn't it? after the two draws that we had before because although draws aren't hugely terrible results in a group stages um in the group stages it's it was the way that we drew them. I think both games, we, you know, we came from positions where we, we should have won it, really. Um, so Maribor, you know, the goals that people kept saying had dried up and the chances we weren't taking, you know, it was like a goal bonanza, wasn't it? Seven goals in all. Um, mm. And, you know, we got them all back with interest, really. I mean, I think before the game, we'd all have taken a tense 1-0 and I think we were all a bit worried because... Although it's Maribor and people, again, will say things like it's only Maribor. We, it's not all that cut and dry with us, is it? We're always a bit, um, it's always the opposite with us, really. We always do well against the bigger teams and against the smaller teams we struggle. But, you know, they did come out to play, actually. I mean, I think they had more more intent than United did the other day and they lost 7-0. So um, that was something. At least they had a little bit of a go. Um I relaxed at about 4-0. I don't know how how you guys were feeling, but I, at 4-0, I was okay. At 3-0, I was still a bit, you know, hang on, you know, this is Liverpool. We have, we've yeah, got well, a bit of a dodgy pass. Three goals in 20 minutes. I thought there's still, like, another 70 minutes. So, we're Liverpool, <laughs> so I'm not going to be too confident. But then another goal, and I was like, get the pints in and let's celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I think that early goal kind of really sets the tone. I mean, it's... Yeah, definitely. It lets you, it, yeah, it's really, really important because the longer it goes on, the more the nerves, the crowd feels the nerves and the, the players, it filters through to the players and it kind of lets you just play a bit freer, doesn't it? And just carry on and doing your game. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be honest because I and don't judge, but I, since I work USA hours, even if I'm overseas, I was on a call and I was super anxious. I was on a call when this game started. So I was super anxious for the game to get, for my call to get over. The game's on. I, you know, I have to put it on. It was on in the background, but it was on silent. And I, you know, was focused on my call because it was a really important call for work, which sometimes I'm not always as good about that. But as soon as I was done with my call, looked at the game, I said, I almost fell out of my seat. I was like, what? We're up 4 0. How is this happening? I just we couldn't believe score it. Goals? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was as if we are we were finally putting in all the goals that we had missed over the, like the last few games. So it was nice. I mean, I feel like we really just needed that. We definitely deserved a break. Um, you know, as much of the game that I saw, it was just fantastic, and our supporters were nice and loud, as far as I could hear on the tally. Um, but w- one thing I have massive respect for Maribor for is that I heard their supporters singing and still supporting their club and even after being down like 5-0, 6-0. I was really surprised by that and just had massive respect for that. I don't know if you could hear that on the TV as well. Yeah. Yeah, I read read someone saying, was it you, Rupa, maybe? You put um, a tweet out, didn't you, or something? I, I'm not sure. No, I did. You. no sorry, it was somebody else um, saying, yeah. you know, like, you know some people who leave um end matches early yeah if their yes. team's losing so it was kind of like you know look at these guys they were five six nil down and a lot of european teams so. are like that though but obviously at anfield you just see people just leaving like even if we're winning people will leave early like yeah so that, that, that's something that i yeah that, that you, you pointed out that i noticed that i get frustrated about because i'm like how many people are dying to be at this match? How yeah. long is our waiting list for season tickets? And people are always fighting over, you know, getting tickets. And then you see people leaving early. And sometimes I get, you know, sometimes if I see someone with kids or someone in a wheelchair, I understand why they're leaving early. 
So I'm like, there's no way all these people really need to leave early. If you're there, I'm there until the final whistle. Yeah, Leaving Section 305, Rupa, I know, it takes a half an hour just to get down from It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. The trick is climb over the seats. But obviously, if if you're like me and you can't be bothered half the time, then you just wait. Tell everyone. I literally had to tell everyone to move because people just stood there. Like, I was like, what are you yes. waiting for? Just get out. But, yeah, yeah. No, I don't get why people but, leave early. You're not going to, like, there's going to be, like, blocked roads and stuff like that anyway. So there's, exactly. co- there's coaches that need to leave, everything. So it's pointless. But Exactly. And that's why I thought their fans were really class. I just yeah. had a lot of respect for that. No, definitely. I just think also with teams, the smaller teams, and no disrespect to Maribor, but out of the four teams in the group, they are kind of considered the smaller teams team um that for them uh, Liverpool coming to their to their hometown and to their to their stadium is a massive deal and it's kind of like a they don't want to leave early they want to still they kind of maybe expected it not to win but maybe not by so much but they wanted to stay there to the end support their team it's like a a big massive event for them that Liverpool are in town so that might be another aspect to it as well so yeah man that's great that they stayed till the end and and cheered their team on regardless of, of um how badly they lost in the end really but yeah. um yeah we scored seven goals Mil- Milner came in what are your thoughts on Milner I mean he had a really good game I was kind of pleased to see his name in the lineup myself and I tweeted at the time oh I like this I like the idea of Milner being in the team um and it kind of proved himself I think and yeah no definitely as, as, don't know if you saw afterwards, the fan base was like, oh, Milner versus Hendo now. Do we drop Henderson for Spurs? Oh, it's so ridiculous because why not just be happy that we can call upon either now? You know that yeah. if Henderson's not there for some reason or if Henderson needs a break or, you know, God forbid he gets an injury or whatever, you've got Milner who can come in and you know you, he will do a job. Um, but, you, yeah, we just start pitting the two against each other like there's some guys like McGregor versus Mayweather <laughs> shit like that. But... Um, no, yeah, I think he did one of one of those boxing photos of Milner versus Henderson or Chan versus Henderson or whatever it is that don't encourage them. <laughs> don't encourage them. No, um, no, I think he did really well. I think he's a good util like as like Klopp calls him the utility man. It's good that like like you said, we can call upon him when we need him, and he played really well. He's got like the qualities, he's got the experience. He looked a lot younger. He's 31. He did not look 31 the other night. I think he ran the most as well that night. I'm sure yeah. I read that somewhere as well. Yeah. I think he did the most running. And he kind of came, it was in those forward areas a lot. Assist, he had a couple of assists, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, and you kind of think that, you know, he, he's always there or there about make, trying to make something happen. So that was really good. But, um, yeah, I thought he had an excellent game. Yeah, no. Yeah. What about you, Kerry? Yeah, I mean, like I, like I mentioned, I didn't get to catch the entire game, but as far as I could see, he definitely treated it like it was a big deal. You know, like it wasn't just Maribor, like this is a big game, I'm going to step up and be a leader on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, definitely really impressive from him. But like you said, I, I, I saw those tweets too while comparing them to, to Henda. I'm like, just stop hitting them against each other. Like you said, I mean... We need to have good, solid players that are backup, good, solid players so that we can, you know, we, 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 we always said this, you know, over the last couple of seasons that, you know, we had such a thin squad and injuries would really um, prohibit us from, you know, being able to play all the matches that we would have. And it's like, so then once we do have players that can come in and do well, it's like we have to, you know, we have supporters that pit, you know, pit, um, players against each other and I'm like why why can't we like you said why can't we just be happy that we have options I think within 2.3 seconds of the final whistle there were about 563 polls Milner should start or Henderson oh, should start against one, Spurs I mean, on the weekend like, don't, don't get me wrong like I mean he's, he's had other great games as well but I mean it's like one game and so we're all yeah. of a sudden just gonna it's like the world's changed over one game but yeah I mean he's had a great game like I said he's it's a excellent for us that we can call upon him when, when he's needed and if he does yeah. come in at the weekend he comes in at the weekend brilliant fantastic we know we can do the job and if Henderson comes back we know he you know he's got his own strengths as yeah. well and an so. off scored as well I'm yeah, so glad so so glad I was happy for him as well I mean because I know that's another player that gets attacked often he hasn't even been given a chance and when he scored I was like oh thank god 
Not that that's going to be enough for some of our supporters to like get off of his back, you know? No, and of course, of course he has not. to prove himself just like everyone but, else does, but he deserves a chance. Yeah, but he came on against United and he was incredible straight away. Like, I'm pretty sure he's improved over the international break, but he was just, he was brilliant then. So I thought he should maybe get a start against Maribor, but he didn't. But he had a chance like straight away. Yeah. And he had a couple of wild shots, didn't he? And yeah. You know, the goal happened for him as well. I think it, people, it's more with him, is that a preconceived notion of what he was like at Arsenal. And yeah. then he's just, he's only been there, what, a month or something? It was two months. So I can't even remember when we signed. Was it deadline day? I can't even remember. But he's just been there literally five minutes. And you've got to give, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Klopp can really help him develop to that next level but um you know it remains to be seen I can sit here and say all these things now and it might not work out but I'm hoping it will because Klopp obviously saw something yeah. in him to yeah. be able to 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 bring him in so who are we to question Klopp hey eh? we're not allowed to do that <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming Oxley chamberlain was your favorite goal because it was mine just purely for the fact that it was Oxley chamberlain and Sturridge assisted yeah I'm that was I'm the main thing for me attached to Sturridge I, I shamelessly <laughs> admit that I don't care I love him but I'm yeah, I'm nice. quite happy with the clean sheet because obviously as everyone knows Carius is my boyfriend so <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me there'll be some people who might have something to say about that <laughs> uh, sorry sorry don't don't tell Peter Exactly. I think I think you know I'm going to have to point this pod into his direction. Like, what minute is this? Let me <laughs> tell him which minute to, to yeah, tune into. Carius is handsome. I agree, but Emery Chan is mine, so that's completely fine with me. You can have Karius. okay. Well, we with Carius. Is he fancies himself a bit? I don't like that. No, I like it. He's like confident. It's like yeah, but he's he confident. He's all that. You, you're not supposed to think you're all that. That's more attractive when you don't think you're well, all that. Well, yeah, you think but... you're all that. It kind of takes the shine off. Me. But I don't, know. I don't like guys who won't admit that they're good looking. It's like the same with a girl. Like if guys compliment a girl, and then she's like, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not pretty. No, stop it. Like, just say thank you." Like I've had this. Like I used to be like that, and then people say, "Just take the compliment. Like, stop begging for more attention." But, I, I wasn't. But I think but... Girls do that. I think girls do that. Yeah, but women. guys can do it. Equal rights. <laughs> I don't know, but I just think sometimes he's uh, he fancies himself a bit too much. All right, yeah, he's good looking and that, but well, he can fancy me instead. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about um, Carius and how I think that a lot of people accredited the high press with him playing higher up as that like that sweeper role, and it's interesting to see if Klopp acts upon this because. There was noticeable difference, wasn't there? I mean, it's something yeah. that we've struggled with recently. So do you think maybe he's going to think, hmm, do you think that he's easing him in? Is there something happening there or is it just that Mignolet's going to stay as the number one for now? I think for now, at least until Christmas, Mignolet will stay as the number one and then maybe there'll yeah. be a rotation. Yeah, I agree. I think Mignolet is going to stay as the number one as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. They both make me nervous in different ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Carius makes you nervous in another way, though. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we he won't talk about that. that kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'd, I'd want him to play every game. I want to see him get a run of games because last season he was pulled out suddenly when he had a couple of that dodgy couple of games and then there was all that Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher Ferrari I don't know if you remember that yeah, guy's yeah. and then he was pulled out I just think that was a bit premature I, I think he should have stayed in and should have got that run of games because I don't think that did his confidence much good anyway but um, yeah I'm not sure with the messing about with the goalkeeper is going to help the cause of the defence either who can't really do the job with the one with the one that they have anyway but um yeah that would be um interesting to see if, like I said if Klopp um I doubt it you know I, I wrote it earlier in the week in the in my article that he doesn't seem he's he's not doesn't seem as ruthless he doesn't want to drop people and I don't think that Mignolet's gonna find himself in that situation I think Mignolet will stay where he is but it was an interesting to see how Carrius did affect the whole team's performance. So, yeah. So, what about the group standings now? Because Moscow pulled off a bit of a surprise, didn't they? they yeah, that was Sevilla, five one. Stumped Sevilla five one. Yeah, that was, that was a bit 
out of the blue. I don't think anyone was expecting that because Sevilla was kind of the one of the bigger teams, let's say, in the group. Maybe it yeah. was Liverpool and, between Liverpool and Sevilla, and now Moscow have sort of thrown a spanner in the works now because it's like a three-way thingy, <laughs> a three-way um, kind of tie kind of thing. So um, Liverpool in pole position at the moment for that brilliant goal difference that they managed to put in, even though yeah. Moscow scored five as well. So what do you think on that then? I mean, we've got now Maribor again next. So that's at home. So I'm hoping that's what, like a win-win, win-win situation. Uh, yeah, and then you've got so. Spartak and Sevilla. When's Spartak? Look. Is that before Sevilla? I think so. I think it's before. I'd have to check. But yeah. you Well, I'm hoping Sevilla's a win. Are going to qualify? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Wow. High hopes. Looking good. But, um... Yeah. I think we, we tend to do better away. So, obviously, like, the other day we smashed them. I did. I knew we'd win, but I didn't think we'd smash them. Um, so I'm hoping... At home, I think it won't be seven goals. It may be, may be five. I'll settle for five. But away from home, I think, Sevilla, we could win. Maybe two or three goals. And I hope so, because I'm not going all those Seville to see us lose. Well, they're not the Seville that we previously knew. Obviously, it was Europa Leagues that they were uh, um, winning uh, before for the last couple of years. But um, maybe yeah. Champions League is a step too far for them. Hopefully, when we play them next, they'll um, still be on <laughs> in, the, in their little slump. But Spartak definitely causing a surprise there. And um, like I said, just throwing the whole group wide open now. Um, but yeah, we're on top. Be all be on goal difference, but that's um excellent result. So did you guys say that Oxley Chamberlain was your favourite goal of the seven? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Or do you have a particular favourite out of the others? I mean, apart from maybe not just because it was Ox, but any other goals that were that stood out for you? Trent Alexander Arnold at the end. That was a nice touch. Trent yeah, Trent was brilliant. He's got his uh, crossing skills back yeah, again. Yeah, he's yeah. on nicely. And went. Yeah, I'll go with that goal as well, just because I'm happy for him. So, put that in. He needed a break. So. Yeah, no, it, it was a good game, like for everyone. Do you think it's, uh, hopefully it's going to help just build the confidence and maybe kickstart something in the league now as well? I mean, we've got Spurs next, which takes us nicely onto the next bit. But um, do you think that, this sort of, the, I mean, okay, I, I hate saying it. I know it was only Maribor. <laughs> it was only Maribor. But surely this has got to boost the confidence now. I mean, it, there was a clean sheet, seven goals. I mean, that's surely got to go into the next game. Spurs have had a tough game on Wednesday. I mean, a really brilliant result there at the Bernabeu for them. 1-1 against Real Madrid. They could have almost nicked it at the end. But yeah. hopefully that's taken a lot out of them. Um, we, oh, by contrast, had a pretty easy game. So what do you guys make of that? I mean, defensively, we know that they're excellent. Up front, they can hurt us too. They've just, like, as I said, come off the back of a, a brilliant result. We've got Danny Rose might be coming back, but he's been out for a long, long time now. So hopefully he's not going to make much of an impact and he's too rusty. Uh, Mane's still out for us. Wanyam and Lamela still out for them. So, well, I, still, I still think they've got about, quite a lot going on. So it's not as if you know their injuries are, are going to hinder them too much. But yeah, they always Spurs kind of have always played into our hands with their style of play, don't you think? I mean, he's no Mourinho. He's always going to go out and try and win the game. So, and they've not beaten us in five years, I believe. I think 2012 was the last yeah. time they beat us. So that's a pretty good, uh, you know psychological advantage should be taken into the game considering the week that's gone as well and everything that's happened in midweek so what are your guys thoughts on the game is anyone going um, Kerry I'll go to you first yeah no, I mean like you said they haven't won against us in a while and um ever since uh Patatino has been in, in charge I believe um so I honestly think they're going to be going all out for us I think like you said that I mean that was a decent result for them this week and I think that I'm 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 nervous about the game I mean I know that we're on a good high but uh I just 
I hope that we are going to be more clinical up front, like, you know, we were this week and that, um, you know, I know that we'll create the chances. We always create the chances, but I just, um, you know, hope that we can put a few in. But yeah, I mean, I, I am nervous. I think that they're going to be going all out for it. And Rupa? Yeah, um, I agree. Like, we've obviously got the confidence and it's like the players know that they, they've had the ability to score. Like, we've had so many chances in the past, like, four or five games. And then finally, they took those chances on Tuesday night. So I'm hoping that we go to Wembley. Um, Liverpool always, well, I say always, <laughs> do all right at Wembley. And I'm hoping, like, Spurs sort of, like, fall into our hands. And then we can just get past them and get a few goals just like the obviously two clean sheets that helped that boosts the confidence of Mignolet and the defence as well and that's yeah. a big thing that like we need going to Wembley I think they're um, still struggling at Wembley aren't they I believe did they yeah. win there recently so they're still kind of um, in, an, in transition really at Wembley still so I'm hoping that's going to help us yeah but yeah it's going to I'm 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 a bit nervous myself. I think you know, obviously with Harry Kane, um, Deli Ali, and players like Ericsson and players like that, you know, the defense is going to have their hands full as well. Because like I said, they know they're not going to sit back and like United did and not not try and score. I'm sure they'll try and score, but Alton, you know, that does kind of help us as well when we when we want to push on forward. I reckon we're going to win this one. What do you guys think? Um, well, I I don't want to like be overly I don't want to be like I'm not that confident I'm confident but I'm trying to be a bit more realistic so like I think we'll win and I hope we'll win but I I'm not guaranteeing that we'll win just covering my own back there just in case anyone tries to quote <laughs> yeah, me on this okay. <laughs> all bases. I'm a Liverpool fan so I want to win but I'm not like 100% because they are they are like playing their best football right now so, and we're Liverpool. So you reckon a draw? Not a draw. I think we're going to win, but it'll be like close. It'll be like 2-1 or something. Or maybe I'm just a jammy one. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure either. Um, okay, cool. All right then. And uh, any predictions? Anyone going to be brave? I'll say 2-1 to us. No clean sheet? <laughs> Do you? No, Carius isn't in goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. partial to Gary. <laughs> okay all right then Kerry yeah I think that's actually a really good prediction not to try to steal it but I mean but on a positive note I am gonna go with a win so the fact that we were able to really finally put it in the net I'll give us I'll go with just, just to be different I'll go with uh three to one yeah I think maybe three clean sheets in a row is asking a bit much isn't it <laughs> yeah um I don't want to get carried away now with ourselves. So, yeah, I reckon I, I'm going to agree with you, Kerry. I think 3-1 as well. Although my prediction is always wrong. <laughs> Whatever. Um, right then. Okay, right. So we'll move on to – we did ask um, the Twitter people of Twitter to answer, ask us some questions, and we did get some questions in the end. Just a few. <laughs> uh, just a few, yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with – one I think that you both will be good at. I probably have probably no input in this at all. So Andy, uh, Tripper's Andy, has asked, any of us play football? And if so, what's your favourite moment on the pitch? Now, let me, let me answer first because, no, I've never played football. I think the last time I played football was probably at school um, <laughs> or netball or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah, so rounders. We used to play girly games when I was at school, so it was none of this football stuff. Any netball? Um, yeah, netball. We used to play netball a lot. <laughs> so not football, I'm afraid. Um, I play sometimes in the house with the kids. <laughs> they always nutmeg me. But that's about the extent of my footballing ability. Um, we do penalty shootouts in the living room, but they're banned now since we've got the house renovated. <laughs> no more penalty shootouts for them. But yeah, so um, I'm going to, Rupa, we'll go with you because I know you mentioned earlier that you did play some football. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. So, like, I, because I've got an older brother, I used to play with him and his friends, like, in the park. And then when I was about eight, I started playing properly, like, in school. And then just, I just love it. Just love playing. The only struggle was, like, but especially back then, 
I say back then as if it was like ages ago, but it was like 12 like years ago. 150. Yeah. <laughs> back in those days when I was a young child. <laughs> but yeah, about 12 years ago, um, it was quite tough to get like girls teams. So when I was in like probably like year five or six, I was about 11, 12. Like that was when I was in my prime and like it was just a struggle to get a team together. But um, we managed. We we played like five aside and then got a seven aside. So we did tournaments in school, and then I played for my local team, Caffilly Ladies, and then trained with Cardiff City Ladies for a little while, and then I had to stop because of family, and then I just sort of I played in school in college, and then I came to uni and I was like, this is when I'm going to kickstart my football career again. And I dislocated my knee three days before um, trials. And I'm not telling you how oh, I did no. it. I didn't do it like playing f- sport. <laughs> <laughs> you did it running down the stairs or something. <laughs> um, mm, jumping into bed, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> so so I, have a, I, have a question, I have a question then, Rupa. So is it, is, is it becoming more popular for females to play football over here? Because when I first came over to the UK back in 2000, 2001... And I was like trying to just play pick up football, you know, on the side of the street. There was a bunch of kids playing. They were like, "Yeah, right. Like you're a girl, you don't play." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" Like it was just so weird to me. Yeah. So like, I guess that is changing a lot here. Then. Yeah. Well, like that's what I was saying. Like when I was younger, it was like I used to play with the boys at break times though, and I was literally there was me and this other girl. All the other girls would go around like with a skipping rope, and I'd go play football. And it was it was seen as weird, which is like I was like, "Why is it so weird? Yeah. I play it all the time, but." It's like now they're encouraging it. They're encouraging girls it's to get involved, and there's a lot more money in like schools for football and grassroots football, girls and boys. So yeah, but back then it was it was seen as weird. Like, you know, my parents wouldn't encourage me to go to football. It was like my own choice, and I was like, no, I'm going. Yeah, which is like so it's, the stigma is pretty gone now. Then yeah, pretty much yeah. For kids nowadays, it's much easier to access like girls' football teams and stuff like that. But it's it was tough. I had a tough childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you were discriminated against her just wanting to play football. Yeah. And what was your favourite moment on the pitch? That was another part of the question. Oh, I'd probably say it was like my Coutinho-esque. Actually, I'll say Steven Gerrard-esque because it's more Steven Gerrard. 40-yard screamer in our um, school tournament. And we had, basically, we couldn't put a team together. So we had like one day training before the tournament and most of the girls just played because they wanted a day off school so it was a case of we were playing with a bunch of girls who would not want to kick a football and they didn't know how to so yeah but we came second and I was pretty pleased with that so that that was my best moment. What position did you play? Centre mid. Mm, Okay Stephen Gerrard. (laughs) (laughs) The female Stevie G that's me. Yeah can do Brilliant. And there's any video evidence of this goal that you claim to have scored? <laughs> no, I'm fo- so unless I can find unless I can find my teacher on Facebook and then ask him. I'm not too sure because there was no like parents. We need, or we need to see this. I'll I'll try and get it. I'll ask a teacher if he Come has on. Facebook. Brilliant. If you can. <laughs> and Kerry, you played a lot, I believe. Yes. Same position, center mid. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only, I mean, I was actually pretty versatile, but the only, the one position I would never play is keeper. No way. I mean, I tried that and there's no way, but um, yeah, I mean, um, started playing when I was six. And in the U.S., you know, there's organized league or league, uh, you know, for girls and boys. And my dad coached me for years. And, um, I was obsessed with it, like obsessed to the point where I would practice by myself every day, like kick, kicking the ball on the side of the, the side of the house and like kicking it over the house. And like, so it would, you know, flop into the pool behind the house. It, it was like my goal to be able to kick it over the house. And then um, I, yeah, I mean, I played all the way up until university. Um, and then, like you said, like with you, like I had a really bad injury, um, so I could no longer play, but actually um uh played um for a school in Oklahoma 
which I did not want to live in Oklahoma, but that was the the only Division One school that I could get a scholarship for. So I wanted to play there. But my my favorite moment though was when I was about twelve years old and my dad was coaching. Um, we were like a hot pink team, and we were in like the finals for this competition, and it went down to penalties. And we lost in penalties. So there's all these 12 year old girls in like hot pink shirts, just like crying all over the, the <laughs> field. You know, and my dad just doesn't know what to do. Cause he's like, my dad's shocked that we lost. And there's all these girls crying. And my dad's just like, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> His female assistant coach couldn't make it that day. So that was one of my favorite moments. Cool. Oh. Excellent. So we have a couple of footballers in our midst. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Um, I have, couple more questions for oh i don't even know how to say this is for te republic i'm sorry if i said that all wrong but anyway he's asking do we follow other leagues i.e the bundesliga la liga or french league or whatever do you see any differences to the english premier league um do you guys watch any other league football i used to when i was little when i was younger it was all italian football so i used to watch that back in the day but I'm not um, too, I don't really have time to watch a lot of, um, you know, Bundesliga. I might watch, you know, like if, if El Clasico is on or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona or something like that. But I wouldn't say I watch um, any of the leagues quite consistently. I no, don't I, do. I don't properly follow another league like that. I'll watch like, like you said, like Bundesliga because like Navigator and all that. I'll watch mm-hmm. for, like, certain players, maybe, like, El Clasico. I'll sometimes watch, like, if Cardiff are playing or something. Like, even, like, if I'm home and I can, like, pop down, then I may just go and watch Cardiff if Liverpool aren't playing. Um, things like that. But I don't properly follow. Like, I'll check the scores, maybe, see how, like, my local teams are doing. But I don't properly follow. I'll watch Barcelona every now and then. But, no. Kerry, do you watch any of the MLS up there in America? Yeah. Um, so now that I'm, I've been, I'm traveling and gone all the time, I don't really follow it as much. But when I'm home, I do. Uh, the local club is Orlando. And they were only established three years ago. So that's why it's, it's funny for me when people are like, Liverpool, you know, your follow your local club. I'm like, yeah, we had a local club that was established as a major league soccer club only three years ago. But they have a really, really good following base. I went to a couple games. Like they, um, in the new stadium, they have a brand new stadium. Doing well when it comes to having a good, um, you know, follower base. Uh, they don't do so well in major league soccer, but you know, when Stevie G was out there. Um, and when a few other big names come out there, I tend to, to take note of that as well. And I, I try to watch all of uh, Stevie's games whenever he was playing. But I watch it when I can. When I'm home, I'm definitely watching Orlando City games. But um, I don't really follow it on the regular. Cool. Right. I'm just going to explain to you that the fireworks have gone crazy behind me. Uh, <laughs> bear with me. Um, I'm hearing them as well. I'm in London <laughs> right now as well. So I'm hearing them. Yeah, they're here. Cool. Um Anthony Stonelake asked, where's the Suarez money? I thought we spent it all as soon as he left on the 100 million that we bought, um, Lovren and Lalana and all the rest of them. Yeah. But yeah, anyone have, anyone have a clue where that money went? <laughs> I may have borrowed a bit oh, to invest well, in. It's, it's all gone on booze, isn't it? With <laughs> booze, shoes, everything. Booze and shoes. <laughs> booze and shoes. Things that ladies love the most. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, any idea? <laughs> I like that idea. Kerry, well. you spent it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kerry's a bit classier than me. I'd go for vodka. She'd go straight for the wine. I have wine and then flights. Flights to come over here for games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd spend all my money on probably clothes or some shit like that. It's so typical, isn't Something it? Something typically female. Can't give you anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like hugely, I'm not into like massively into designer bags or shoes or anything. Like, I just, I buy everything kind of thing, even home stuff. Um, what? I figured it so, would be yeah, your that, food that's, bill. That's where all the Suarez money went. <laughs> On a new blender. <laughs> my food bill, maybe. Your food bill for, for making my dinner. My cake bill. Yeah, yeah you're ca- making your cakes, making dinner, making sandwiches, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we stole the Suarez money. It's all on one. 
wine, booze, shoes, and cakes and and steaks and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where all the worries are. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, this one's interesting because David Lennon, 1974, might be a hint on where he was born. When he was born, sorry. Um, he wants our unbiased opinions on who is favourite for the World Games. Now, I don't know if you girls are familiar with the World Games. It's something that the day trippers are doing, and it's this skills zone thingy, and it's like a ten event course that they do, and they do different sporty things in it. This is a really shit explanation, but <laughs> people listen to the day trippers will know what I mean. Basically, Steve-O, Jamie, Phil, and Andy, I believe, um, are going to compete against each other and then they're going to be crowned world games champion or something like that so where they want to know who is going to win so i personally mm. for me it would be like a mother choosing from her children <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have a clue which one is going to win it um, um my I'll money's have, on i'll, I'll, I'll let her... you guys answer and i'll ever think okay my money's on jamie just because i don't really I don't really know the others. And also, I don't know, Jamie just seems like he'd probably win. So, because? Yeah. I don't know, he just seems the type. Have you seen, is, is it? Is it because you've seen his arms? Yeah. That he shows off yeah. a lot? Maybe. Oh, okay, all right then. That might have something to do with it. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so all right then. Um, Rupa reckons Jamie. Um, Kerry? Wait, who's, who's in the competition again? Can you say that one more time? It's Jamie and who else? Steve, both Phil and Andy, who you know anyway. How are they going to ask this question and have us? Yeah. <laughs> you pick one of them. <laughs> you get in trouble for not picking the other. You have to I pick like, one. I, I like you have to answer the question. I like how you get out of it, Umara. You can, no, <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking. You. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking because I do know all of them, so... But I don't know them, you know, yeah. personally. But I kind of know them a little bit from from world games. So it's all these different games. Um, yeah. So so a sporting event. There's why like are said, we invited? Yeah, I know. I, I think we, that's yeah, discrimination they... right there. <laughs> I think we should uh, I think we... protest. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we should join into this uh, event. Wait, I know why. It, it's because they're afraid we'll we did, win. I would win it. Yeah. I was going to say, one of us is going to win it. Screw trying to pick one of them. <laughs> well, there you go. Challenge That's for the my day. That's cop out. So, my, my cop out is either you are going to win Umara or Rupa. There you go. <laughs> well, bring it on. <laughs> I'm too late. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I have no clue who's going to win it either. I think, you know, if I if I pick the person who I think is going to win it then everyone's going to think i'm being biased so how, exactly. how do they know? Okay. do you know what i mean so it's a trap don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not aware of any of their sporty skills so yeah i'll I I just have to go by what little but i know and, and like rupa like you said with jamie maybe i think maybe yeah, he would be a candidate because <laughs> <laughs> just, we're just digging ourselves a hole <laughs> I'm going to go for Andy because I know what he does for a living. So I think that keeps him fit. There you go. That's my answer. Um, we won't go into any more details. <laughs> I think we'll just leave it where it is. Oh, God. But anyway, um, let's just move on to the next question. Eh? Um, there's a, a question. Uh, this is this is a bit of a, a naughty one, actually. It's from a couple of weeks ago because um, Red Mysterio asked us this question. And I, it got left out in the first and I said to him when I host I will bring it in <laughs> he said if you married a man and his surname was Loose Fanny would you change you ha- and bear in mind you have to change your name here what would you do so would I marry him yeah would Loose you marry him I think was the well, question one. it yeah. depends that, like, and you have to change your surname what what do you do there Loose Fanny situation? Rupert Loose Fanny <laughs> no <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I think that was the point. Really. Really <laughs> it's not meant to sound great. Um, it depends, like... Do you refuse to marry this guy? If, bear in mind, this guy's perfect, yeah, in every single way. So, so he basically... He has this really ridiculous surname. Basically, he's Louis Carrius, and yeah. he's in love with me, and I'm in love with him. Um, then, yeah, I suppose I would. You would. We would have beautiful <laughs> children, so yes. You would be Mrs. But, Loose Funny. Brilliant. Okay. No, I'll, I'll hyphen it, Loose Funny Virus. <laughs> okay um kerry what would you do <laughs> kerry <lives funny. laughs> 
gosh. I had to hear how that sounded before yeah. <laughs> you agreed to it. God, what kind of a question is this? Well, you know, I did promise him I'd add it in at some point. We did say ask so, anything. We did, so. we did. We did. Oh, man. Would I marry the call loose Franny? Why do we have to get married? <laughs> point that's a point I but, mean technically you could get out of it then couldn't you if you didn't get married yeah like I'm I'm gonna go with this superficial statement like Rufus said he looks like Emery Tron then yeah for <laughs> sure <laughs> who gives a shit what the surname sounds like eh? so yeah I was thinking but... if you just change the pronunciation so instead of loose fanny it could be you could say it's not loose fanny it's Lucifany or something yeah yeah that's a good so, point but you're not gonna you're gonna have to explain that to every single person you come across yeah you would but and don't be a teacher you, you can't be, it, actually but you can't Lucifany. be a teacher because imagine that like mrs loose fanny <laughs> the story of my life now is having to explain every single time how to pronounce my so it does get old. I well, yeah, I I get that a little bit, but mine's a bit pretty obvious. Oh, mine's I think. the easiest surname in the world. So I, I mean, I I was gonna say there's there was this program, there was this comedy program on when I was little. Um, I, Rupa, you won't know, you weren't <laughs> even anywhere in the world then, but <laughs> um, it was basically it was called Keeping Up Appearances, and the I know that high sense bouquet. Yeah, but it wasn't bouquet. It was bucket. She would tell everyone it was bouquet. Because she was trying to be posh. Do you yeah. remember that, Kerry? I used to watch that. Oh, you used what? to watch that. I thought Kerry said you. <laughs> okay, well, you used what? Maybe you? you used to watch the reruns then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she would go around telling everyone her name was Bouquet. So yeah, we could do this a similar sort of thing with the surname. Yeah, Stephanie. If we were ever in that situation, I'm luckily not in that situation now. <laughs> yeah. If you guys ever meet someone called, oh god, I'll, I'll avoid them. I won't speak to them, <laughs> so I won't get no, in that situation. You have to, because this guy will, like you said, be Laurie's courier. Oh. He'd be crazy in love with you, so you would have to. Okay, fine. Yeah, but think about the kids, the poor kids. They'll be like Bob Loose Fanny. <laughs> That's your problem. You married him. So. <laughs> you need to think about that. But yeah, so there you go. We asked your questions. We honoured. I I fulfilled my promise there for you. So there you go. Um, and that's it for the questions. I think is there any cheeky mentions that you want to add, Rupa? Um, well, I think I've already mentioned him enough. But hi, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> we. I think uh, if anyone doesn't know the story behind. Peter and Rupa. Ask Peter. Go on, go on Twitter Peter. and have a look at a couple of their exchanges earlier and it will all be very clear. <laughs> I thought we should start, start a cheeky mentions um, segment. So if anyone wants to cheeky mention anyone. Hashtag anyone, cheeky mention. Hashtag cheeky mention, definitely. Yeah. Um, any, any cheeky mentions, Kerry? Well, after talking about Emery Chan twice, I should probably... Uh, <laughs> Mention my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him a shout out. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll give him a shout out. <laughs> What's his Twitter handle? <laughs> Cheeky mention. Yeah, yeah, no, he is on Twitter. He actually didn't really use Twitter until we got together. Like, he used it a little bit, but I just kind of yelled at him. I'm like, well, what's the point of having an account if you're not going to use it? And now he uses it all the time. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's Maddie Line, or I should say Matty Line. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's oh. him. That's yeah. you, both, you both give your boyfriends cheeky shout-outs. Oh, my husband's not on Twitter. So <laughs> boyfriends? Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I just made him your boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Too late, it's done. Well, if Amara it. said it's true, then it's true. You heard it here first, Pete. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, I think on that note... I think we should wrap the pod up now. So um, just leaves me to say that the Chris Shankly pod that I mentioned earlier should be out in the next couple of days, kind of uh, probably around about the same time as this pod. They're gonna, it's going to be a double release for you because we have held it back so long now. I think we talked about Newcastle, the Newcastle game, but it's still relevant, hopefully. Um, and I just want to say thanks to Rupa and Kerry for joining me and we shall see you next time on Ladies in Red. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. 
With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Introducing Force Factor Fundamentals. Exclusively at the Vitamin Shop, these men's health essentials have clinically studied ingredients like biopurine for enhanced absorption. Yohimbean, pine bark, and L-arginine can help you strengthen blood flow and heighten passion with doses that may bring you the results you crave. Now you can save 20% on Force Factor, including the fundamentals at the Vitamin Shop. Get these men's health game changers in your life at any of the Vitamin Shop store or vitaminshop.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.